Good evening, everyone. I hope you all had a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in to the third episode. I am your host, Damon McLeod, and this is The Manner of Happiness. Hey, everyone. What is up? So I hope you all enjoyed the last episode and were able to find several opportunities to give of yourself and still are looking for those opportunities. And I sure do hope that you were able to find more joy and happiness in your lives and help bring that same joy and happiness into other people's lives as well through your diligent efforts to follow the example of the Savior. Um, so today's message, I'm going to draw a little bit from the Book of Mormon and the Bible today. Um, based off, and So this is based off of my own personal study earlier. I came across Jacob chapter 4. And in Jacob chapter 4, um, these are the words of Jacob, the brother of Nephi, and he's talking about a future time when Jesus Christ would be living in Jerusalem here on the earth. Um, so here in so here in verse 14 of Jacob chapter 4, really stood out to me because of one little sentence. So I'll go ahead and read it. It says, But behold, the Jews, the people of Jerusalem, were stiff-necked people. And they despised the words of plainness, and killed the prophets, and sought for things that they could not understand. Wherefore, because of their blindness, which blindness came by looking beyond the mark, they must needs fall. For God hath taken away his plainness from them, and delivered unto them many things which they cannot understand, because they desired it. And because they desired it, God hath done it, that they may stumble. So again, these Words are talking about the people of Jerusalem, the people who would crucify Jesus Christ, um, the Son of the living God. Um, now, when I think about living at that time, and if I was in the presence of my Savior, um, now, I'm not really sure what went through these people's heads or what they were really experiencing, but I feel like if I lived around my Savior, um, hopefully I would be able to recognize him and would not do what the people of Jerusalem did and despise him and um, just totally ignore his words and eventually crucify him. But so what this is, this verse was kind of talking about is that the reason why the Jews or the people of Jerusalem, um, the reason why they ignored Jesus Christ and eventually crucified him is because um, simply because um, they chose to. It says here that they were stiff-necked, meaning they were not humble. They thought they they knew everything. And we see that throughout the Bible. It's like people coming up and trying to um, catch Jesus Christ in his words. Like the, the Pharisees, I think it was. Um, people always trying to test him, but he'd always confound their words because of the spirit that and power and authority that he taught with. Um and another reason why they did that to Jesus Christ and kind of just, not kind of, but they did fall away from Heavenly Father is because they chose to despise words of plainness. They they didn't understand such plain things because they um, chose not to understand. So I just kind of want to focus on that for a second. Like our Heavenly Father... Um, he understands that our human minds aren't as capable as they eventually will be. 
because here in our mortal estate we're very limited as to our knowledge and our abilities and because of that and because he loves us so much and really wants us to return back to him he made it so the gospel or the teachings of Jesus Christ was um, set in such a simple way that even a child could understand it so the fact that these these people that didn't understand these plain words just shows how um, unwilling they were to follow and how um, cocky, I guess you could say, they were. They weren't humble enough to understand such simple words. Um, now, I kind of just want to, and it says, this is a line that really made this verse stand out. This, this one line, it says, which blindness came by looking beyond the mark. So that means these people, they didn't understand these words, not just because they weren't humble, but because they looked beyond it, beyond the mark. And what I perceive that to mean is it means that they overcomplicated things. Like, um, I think we've all done it in our lives. I'm absolutely sure we all have done it because we're all imperfect. We take something so simple and try to overthink it um, because it, it it's like that thing. It's like it's so simple that it's too good to be true kind of thing, but with the gospel of Jesus Christ and his teachings, it it is absolutely amazing. It's great and it's simple. And that just testifies how much our Heavenly Father loves us to make it that path back to him so simple. But um, we all tend to do that as human beings is look past or look over the simple thing and expect this big profound thing. Like the people... In Jerusalem at the time of Jesus, they, from the time of the Old Testament, they always anticipated the coming of Jesus Christ. That's why they followed the law of Moses. So the law of Moses pointed their actions and their thoughts and everything they did towards the Savior in anticipating His coming. And it says somewhere in the Bible, I believe, I can't remember, but it said they were expecting Him to come and save them from the government, if I'm correct. Um, don't quote me on that, but... Well, I do know that I'm sure the people of Jerusalem, they're expecting Jesus Christ to come in this great profound manner. I mean, this is the Son of God we're talking about, coming from heaven to dwell among the children of men. That sounds like a pretty great thing to me, but when he came, he came as a simple man. He was born in a stable, and he was a carpenter's son, and he was just a simple man that went out, went around doing good and was very humble, and it caused people to... Just, I read earlier in the Bible that people were like, like, when's Jesus going to come? But Jesus was right in front of them. He was speaking to their faces. He was performing miracles right in front of them. And they didn't recognize him. And it's because they looked past or they looked beyond the mark. They made this simple thing more complicated than it needed to be. And another example we can draw from to just to kind of further explain it is the story of Moses. Um, so the people of Moses, they were bitten by serpents, right? And they were sick. The only way they could be healed is by looking at the bronze ser serpent that Moses put up on his staff. And all they had to do is look at the serpent, and they would be healed and wouldn't perish. And we read from that story that many people perished because they wouldn't look at the serpent because of how simple the act was. Um, it was too simple. They looked, literally looked beyond the mark. They thought it was 
too simple, too good to be true. Like, how can I look at a bronze serpent and get healed of this poisonous snake bite and be saved? Um, and so, yeah, that's just one example. But one, one example that I really want to focus on, too, when it comes to looking beyond the mark is the story of um, Peter um, when Jesus was walking on the water on the Sea of Galilee. So, I assume, hopefully we're all familiar with the story. So, um, this came after Jesus fed the multitude of, I think it was 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves of bread. And, and he left his disciples for a little bit of time. And so his disciples got on a ship and they were sailing across the Sea of Galilee towards Capernaum, I believe. And so... As they're on the sea, there's this storm that started, right? There's this big storm, and they were really scared. They thought they were going to sink. They thought they were going to die. Then they see this man walking towards a ship in the middle of the storm on the water. and It says they were afraid. And Jesus shows up, and he says, Fear not, it is I. And they kind of, I assume they kind of calmed down because it's like, it's the Savior, right? They, they felt that love and that peace coming from his words. But then Peter comes along. And he says, Lord, if it is you, let me come walk out to you on the water. And um, we know this in the story that Peter does eventually walk on the water. And as Peter's walking on the water, he's focused on the Savior. And as he's focused on the Savior, he stays surfaced on the water. But whatever, for whatever reason, maybe it was like a wave or something or something that happened, it caused Peter to lose focus. And the second he lose focus on the Savior, fear filled within him and he sank in the water, which caused him to call out to the Savior to save him and ask him for help. So in this story, um, Peter literally looked beyond the mark. In this story, the mark was the Savior. Um, and as long as, the, as Peter was focused on the Savior, focused on the mark, um, he stayed above water. He stayed surfaced, and he stayed safe. But it was the very moment that he looked away, that he was filled with fear, he lost focus, and he sank. Um, so this kind of ties into not just, well, yes, to the gospel, how as we continue to stay focused on the Savior, we can accomplish whatever we want. Like, how many people do you know that have walked on the water? I walked on any type of water i for sure have not seen anybody walk on water but that just shows how if we're focused on the savior we can accomplish even the things that seem almost impossible for me a time something that i felt might have been impossible was when i went on my mission i had to learn this foreign language called tagalog and i first read i was going to be speaking tagalog i was like Oh, what the heck is Tagalog? I've never heard of that language. In fact, when I opened my mission call, I said I pronounced the language wrong. I said I pronounced it Tagalog. But that was kind of like a daunting thing. Like, I'm supposed to go talk to people and share the gospel with people in a different language. How am I going to do that? But it was through my focus on the Savior that I was able to learn that language. And I'm still able to use it today. And it's a blessing I'm so grateful for that I didn't lose my faith in the Savior that and it was that faith in my Savior that helped me accomplish that seemingly impossible goal. And so, so 
just to add on to focusing on the Savior, helping us accomplish these impossible, seemingly impossible goals, that just goes along to anything in life, any goal we have. Um, if we stay focused on our mark, um, we will make it. We will accomplish what we want. Um, but it's the second we lose that focus that we kind of, we fall, we sink, we fail. But, you know, and um, and it's okay to fail sometimes. Failure is part of our experience. It's part of the progress. It's part of our mortal experience here that we need to be better and become more like our Heavenly Father. And the only way we can get back up is through our Savior's help. And that's why it's so important to stay focused on Him. Um, so just kind of going back to verse 14, um, where it talks about how the, the people of Jerusalem, um, they stumbled because they looked beyond the mark. And it says that God allowed it to happen, and He caused it that plainness would be taken from them. Now, I don't think that means that the Lord wanted to take such a plain thing from them or wanted them to stumble. But it says in here, it's because they desired it. They simply desired complicated things. I'm not sure what they did to show that desire. Maybe, I don't think they got on their knees and said, give me complicated problems, give me complicated things, but just the way they acted, maybe perhaps acting like they didn't need Heavenly Father, or just whatever it was, they simply desired it to be complicated, so God allowed it to be so. But, our Heavenly Father loves us that when we make that mistake of looking beyond the mark and making things extra complicated, when we do stumble like Peter and we call out for his help, he'll be there to reach down and grab our hand and pull us to safety and help us get on, back on the right path. And, you know, and sometimes things don't make sense. Some things, sometimes things aren't plain and that's not because we are stiff-necked people. It's not because we're bad people, but sometimes it doesn't make sense. But we can't let those things make sense. That We can't let those things that don't make sense to us that we have questions about destroy our faith. Perhaps that was another problem with the people of Jerusalem. Perhaps the things they had questions about, instead of searching diligently for an answer and seeking it, they let it cause fear inside their hearts or it, they let it consume them to a point where it completely destroyed their faith and so that they stumbled and they lost focus on the Savior and went away from Him for a time. I, I've experienced that in my life on my mission. I, um, Just to share just briefly an experience like um, you know I overcomplicated the whole concept of repentance and it made me question in the power of the atonement and if it had the power to reach down to um, the sins I'd committed, the things I'd done wrong, and if it had any power over that and had the power to cleanse me, and I overcomplicated the whole concept of repentance. And it's super simple. Our beloved prophet Russell M. Nelson has taught that all it is is change. Taking the bad things out of our life and replacing it with good and constantly going forward every day trying to become closer to Heavenly Father. That's really all it is. But I overcomplicated that. I felt like I had to go down some painful road, this super agonizing road to be forgiven of my sins. All of a sudden, one day, that's the thoughts that came to my head. 
And that's simply not how it is. All it is is we confess to our Heavenly Father, um, our priests or leaders if necessary, like, I've done something wrong, and we do our best to continually every day keep that out of our lives. That's all it is. And I overcomplicated that, and it caused me some problems for a time and kind of um, destroyed my faith a little bit. But I didn't let let it get to a point where I totally forgot the Lord. I, it caused me to rely on the Lord more. And He was able to build me up and restore that faith that kind of was starting to crumble a little bit and grow stronger and help me to trust in Him better. So, um, yeah, that's just that's my message for you all today. It's just don't look beyond the mark. I'm looking beyond the mark. Um, just overcomplicating things in life, it it'll make you sad. It'll make you depressed, and it it's not a good thing. Because as you look beyond the mark, and you if you look beyond the mark, you only see your failures. When you see failure, you'll think of yourself as a failure. You'll think you're only destined for failure, and I testify that's not that that is not true. Our Heavenly Father sent us here not to fail, but to succeed. And so long as we stay focused on Him, stay focused on the Savior, we can accomplish it, and we can be successful, and eventually become as successful as our loving Heavenly Father in obtaining all that He has. And just to conclude, I'd like to bear my testimony that I know that our Savior, He is the way to accomplish all the things that we want to accomplish in this life and eventually in the next as well. That He is the way back to our Heavenly Father and that as we focus on Him and don't look beyond the mark, we can experience more happiness in our lives. And... I also testify that even when we are focused on the mark, we will still fail. But as we stay focused on the mark, we can rise back up and continue forward um, and, and being diligent and, um, and continue to be successful. Because um, like Dieter F. Uchtdorf said in one of his talks, you can do it now. He said that your success is not measured by how many times you fall down, but Rather, how many times you fall down and get back up and keep going. And I testify that is true. And my promised blessing to you again is that as you stay focused on the Savior and do not look beyond the mark, you'll experience more peace, joy, and happiness in your life. And with such, you will achieve better the manner of happiness in your life. And so my invitation to you all is go set your goals. And go get them. Go stay focused on the mark and include the Savior in your goals, and you will accomplish it. I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright everyone, that's all I got for today. And once again, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening to this third episode. And I hope that you all have been able to take something away from each episode and been able to feel the Spirit and your Heavenly Father's love for you. Um, so to conclude, once again, go out, choose to be happy. I'm your host, Damon McLeod, and this is Manner of Happiness. <laughs>